What. It is the Competitive Knowledge Podcast featuring me, Ellie Main, and with me, as always, is the delectable swamp witch, Miss Chelsea Harfouche. Mm, hello, friends. <laughs> what is a podcast where three people present topics that they have deep dive researched and got super excited about? They have to present it to the other people on the panel and arbitrary points are awarded as to how entertained and educated we feel. The one, the only, Max Crumkey. Why, hello, everybody. Hi, Max. How you doing? Chelsea, can you stop kissing your cat? <laughs> I'm trying to do an intro here. My name is Max. I live on a ranch. Used to work at a little company. Now I do beef stuff. And that's Ew. about all you need to know. Beef stuff? I wish that you... I never thought I'd say this, but I wish you would elaborate on beef stuff because nope. it's deeply upsetting. It's a mystery. Well, I'm going to put Mamba on you. I can't. I'm allergic to cats. <laughs> even though I love this cat. It's a beautiful cat. Look at him. God, he's gorgeous. Beautiful, sexy kitty. Some might even say that his body type is ideal. <laughs> so, <laughs> at the top of every show, we play a little game. Ooh, where... but I do have a surprise. Okay. It's very short, Just but it could be long, okay. but it is short, Okay, <laughs> which is uh, a fun fact. I don't know. It could become like a little segment. Who knows? What oh, I say? see. I like that. But, Interesting. Okay. So I'm sure this has happened to you before, Ellie. Okay. When you're doing research and you come across like like a little nugget oh, and like you a... try to pull on that string, but there's not enough to sustain an entire what topic. Oh, and you just have like an absolutely banging fact. Just yeah, a little just yummy. Like a, yeah. Just a oh. banging fact. In fact, I call this... Fact bangs. Bang those facts. That's a temp sound. Yeah. That, okay. that real quick. Can, just get, I, can I add clean. on? Can I add yeah, on Yeah, let's right just here? get a clean on that and you can add on. Okay, Ready? Okay, three, two, one. Fact bangs. I got bangs. That was so loud. In 19th century Vienna, one in five births that were assisted by a male doctor, which, like, spoiler alert, there were only male doctors, ended with the mother dying. Mother or child dying. Uh, and they said it was mysterious reasons. Probably just that they didn't have enough science to, like, understand why this was happening. So the reason they came up with was that uh, babies... What? Babies are naturally shy and will spontaneously die when seeing a male doctor. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> if, if you think about it, that does make sense. And actually that does check out. That the babies would like come into the world and the first thing they saw was a boy and they were like, you know what? Nope. Let's move into the mini game segment of the show. Okay. So this little mini game is that we each present our title and we the others get the opportunity to guess what we might be talking about today. It's a time to speculate wildly. My topic is called What Da You Believe? Can you say it again in um, without an accent? Yes. What die you believe? What die you believe? Die you is spelled D-I-Y-U. So I'm going to go ahead and guess it's about the die you, which is... Yes. And we both know. And <laughs> we is, both yes. know. You and I know. Mm-hmm. Ma- Max over I here have, fucking I lost. absolutely no idea what you're talking about. But I'm a, well, because it's the Dayu, but you wouldn't know. I don't even know what that is. Is that a, is that a mystery book? A fantasy novel? D-I-Y-U. Oh, then that's just a bidet. <laughs> that's just a brand of bidet. And we all know that. No, 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 no. You guys are way off. Way off. Okay. Really? Yeah. Max, oh, what's your fuck. title? In Avengers, There Ain't Gonna Be No Ghost. In Avengers, there ain't gonna be no ghost. Is it about an all-female reboot of the Avengers? 
no ghost. And Avengers, there ain't gonna be no ghost. In Avengers, there ain't gonna be no ghost. Um, is it about Ghost Rider? I'm thinking about all the blokes that Thanos got rid of. Is it about Casper, the friendly ghost, who should have been in Marvel's The Avengers, but was like left out by cowards? You got it. It was Casper is joining the MCU. That's what I'm got. <laughs> no, and completely. Oh my god, incorrect. what a scoop! <laughs> you so heard it here first. You heard it here first. Casper, the friendly ghost, is joining the MCU, and yeah, he's gonna solve crime. Um, with uh, uh, Black Widow. So. Is it like, okay, so is it like the teaser trailer close in on Casper the Friendly Ghost? He's wearing a pair of sunglasses and he's like, you don't get to be this friendly. Take him off. <laughs> Without making a few enemies. And then it's like, boom! Casper! <laughs> Clearly, Chelsea's guessed it in full points. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, I don't even know that you need to say it. Nowhere near even close. Okay. <laughs> Chelsea, how about you? Okay. Uh, mine is crack open a warm one with the boys. <gasps> crack open a warm one. Is it about English beers? Because we drink warm beer? Ew, is that true? Well, we drink room temperature beer, yeah. What? what? That's awful. No, it isn't. <gasps> it's amazing. So oh. do we have any other guesses besides uh, whatever gross shit Ellie's doing with her friends in England? Um, I'm going to guess... Uh, <laughs> My friends being all English people. Crack open a warm yeah, one with the boys. With all English crack people. <laughs> crack open a warm one with the boys. I feel like this is about a rave or something. It's about glow sticks and drinking the stuff inside of a glow stick. <gasps> Fuck, now I wish it was about that. <laughs> what happens when you well, drink that stuff? Almost because, Nothing good. Like, I don't know that it's enough to sustain a wet topic, but I know that Crack Open a Warm One with the Boys as a title for that would have been... <laughs> I would have been so fucking, like, God level. <laughs> so, okay, none of us even came close. So I want you guys to know that... Not as a joke. This topic has kept me up at night. Ooh. Like, sitting in my bed, eyes open. What the fuck? Okay. Imagine that you are in a living room. Maybe there's a little party going on. Maybe your friends are around. You're in California or Washington or Colorado because you're smoking legal marijuana. Okay. Okay. Legally. 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 Legalize it. Hashtag legalize it. You're like doing that. Maybe somebody's like doing like drums, you know, in the corner. And you're like, yes, this is what I wanted. Gotta have the God. <laughs> and then as you're sitting there on the couch, uh, legally high. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're just fucking vibing. And all of a sudden it fucking hits you like you slammed into a brick wall. It's like, boom. Uh-huh. You're like, how did... How did the first people come up with baking? Like, <laughs> how did they even think about it? <laughs> can, I, <laughs> can I please tell you? What a journey. What a journey. Can I please tell you about my favorite, like, high thought that I had stone cold sober the other day? Yeah. Which is your favorite arm? Oh, shit. <laughs> Never considered it. I think my favorite arm is my left because I feel bad for it. Because it doesn't get to do as much stuff. It never gets to masturbate. <laughs> so I'm not joking when I say. I made a joke and I laughed at it. I know. It has really, it has honestly like 
tortured me to be like, how did I first cannot people come up with bacon? This is yeah, this is like it's been fucking me up, and I went on a journey with it because I was like, okay, I can totally understand, like I can understand like the cognitive leap of I man, I eat meat. I make fire. M- meat fire? Oh, that's good. That tastes good. Oh. Like, that's not, like, that's not that big of a jump. Right. But how do you get from I have fire to, like, I'm going to grind up, like, a free-flowing grain and combine it with milk and f- oil and eggs and make, like, these confections? Like, I just really... I really couldn't right. figure out how the fuck that could happen. Especially because like... Unless some lady just had the most epic trip where everything she was holding fell into one bowl, which then mixed, and then she fell and it fell in the fire and then she forgot about it. And then like 45 minutes later, she was like, wait. So let me tell you. Am I let right? Let me tell you, Ellie, that on my journey to try to figure this fucking out, you're not that far off from the actual source. This is what is, this is, what is freaking me out. Oh it's God. that like, I think this might be, and I don't say this lightly... A bread spiracy <gasps> because nobody really fucking no. knows. You guys know I love to cook, but baking has never really been my thing. And so everybody that I hear that's like really good at baking, or when I watch you know shows about it, like the Great British Bake Off. No, but like Gourmet Makes with Claire. Love what? you, Claire. Shout out to Claire. What's wrong with um, the Great British Bake Off? Did you just shame the Great British Bake Off? I didn't shame it. I just said I don't watch it. But oh, like, wow. okay, okay. That's well, this shaming. is this is really fun, <laughs> and this is fun. <laughs> Whenever I hear people talk about baking, they always talk about it like it's um, a science. Like, it's like, oh, you have to put this much flour to this much egg to this much, you know, water or liquid or it it won't work. So I'm like, how the fuck did anybody figure this out? So I started researching it for this what topic. First of all, I found an article that was called literally the history of baking and Mm -hmm. it didn't even start until the Middle Ages. And I was like, well, we all know that's not right. (laughs) So I was pissed off about that. Then somebody said, oh, no, no, I've got it figured out. This is what happened. Somebody took some wet grass back in ancient times and they put it on a hot, hot rock that was hot from the sun. Right. And, and then that popped. made like a primitive cracker. And then it just all snowballed from there. And I was like, bullshit. That's stupid. <laughs> but then how did that's everybody fucking, else learn that's a, Yeah, that's a fucking cop out. Also, it, it just doesn't answer any of the questions. Because like a dried out gruel cracker doesn't really connect with like flour, water, egg, milk, all that stuff. So then here's the fun part. This is, here, this is where your thing comes in, Ellie. A competing theory is that bread did not come first beer came first and beer led to bread that makes sense and so the reason that they think that is possible is because they think there there came a point where human beings you know we know this human beings at some point stopped being hunter-gatherers primarily and they settled down into a more agricultural model so then it would make sense that they were growing grain and for a while they were kind of like still just eating grain and then they would store it, or they would try to, right? But right. they had really primitive methods of food storage. So they think that maybe one time the grain got wet and people didn't know and it fermented. And that's how oh. they made beer. But then here's the thing. They don't, that's also just like, that's like all of these are retcon theories. Right. Like they don't really know. So then I want you to know because I... Real quick, isn't yeah. there also that thing where monkeys or other animals will eat the fruit at like that falls from a tree after it's just about to rot after it's like fermented because they know they can get drunk i feel like that's 
probably how Maybe. early civilization Whoa. figured out, figured out the like rotting yeah. stuff. That's They're probably like, how they figured out wine. Watch yeah. Monkey. So so this was the actual quote from the article, and I just thought it was like so sort of fanciful for a scientific article that it really cracked me up, and I liked it a lot. And I think it's like it really like paints a word okay. picture for you. Here's what they had to say. A forgetful Sumerian baker, probably the lady of the house or her maid, might have left her dough out during one of the Sumeria's infrequent rainstorms when the rays of the returning sun warmed the earthenware mixing bowl in which the dough was now immersed in water. It became a combination of mashed tun and open fermenter, or as we would say today, or... Perhaps a Sumerian family sat down for a bowl of bread dunked in water, <laughs> perhaps flavored with honey, dates, uh-huh. or date syrup. For some reason, however, the meal was not finished. When the household reassembled, perhaps a few days later, the bowls of gruel were still on the table. So, like, what they're fucking saying, dog, is like that these, like, oh, they're like, oh, well, I'm sure somebody, despite everything that they all knew, just like left their food out for several days and then were like, well, this is fine and ate I it. Know. I'll just, I'll <laughs> and this, on this. And this is fine. And so they ate it, but then they were, and then everybody else was like, hey, uh, you guys, like the Smiths, like, you guys are fucking disgusting. Like, what's wrong with you? And they were like, no, nah, man, we got fucked up. <laughs> you have no idea. It was fucking awesome. We felt crazy, y'all. After all that, like this, like really fanciful fantasy that they came up with, they were like, so that's how they figured out beer. And then, you know, they had a fermenter, so they just did it with dough. And I'm like, nope, that's a jump. Mm-mm. That's sure that a, jump, a jump, buddy. So here are the things that we do know. We do know that the first people to really do pastry were uh, the Egyptians and Greeks. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Near East. Woo! And it was phyllo, which is still used today. Because yeah. phyllo is just a paste yeah. of flour and oil. Which, like, to me, like, that isn't that big of a jump. Like, you could maybe be like, what would happen if I right. did this? Um, and so it's, you know, it's, as you guys know, it's really thin and flaky. And it tastes really good. And so then, you know, it was a hop, skip, and a jump for it. was like, what if we, like, drench this in honey? What if we put fruit mm-hmm. in it? Whatever. So that like, makes sense. Making flatbread. What if we made it thicker instead of flat? Well, no, you can't really make phyllo thick. Well, but nice try. You, know, you did might, a, You no, tried. Might, no, they might no, figure it like, out. No, I think you did. You know no, what? I'm going to go home actually, and do it. So. But you know, it's fun. It's fun. You tried. And it's fun. Uh, I'm going to um, do it. You could apply the same kind of thing to cheese. Like who thought, who let that milk out? It grew like clumps. And then they were like, I'll give them a taste. I don't know enough about butter. Why are you like trying butter... to hurt me? Well, okay, so I was thinking about butter too because yeah, that's, yeah. that's what everybody says. Like they were like, that's that's the big split, right? Like that's the that's the big bang of baking is, is when they introduce butter because okay. butter is how you get like puff pastry and like big dough, and that's how you eventually get like cakes and stuff like that. Big dough. So big dough, unlike. <laughs> Phyllo, which, as we've discussed, is like definitively not big. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have to kind of make a jump because the first time that they knew about butter, the first time we know about butter is from the first ever cookbook, oh. which I want you guys to know is called The Form of Curie. And it's written in like that really fun old English that I really like that's just like, oh, yes. just kind of silly. Like you can totally read it, but it's very silly. Like the I'm just a little creature, I cannot change this. Like, have you seen that? I have not. Oh, look that up. Such a good meme. So yeah, the form of cooking, and it has a lot of extra E's where you wouldn't expect them. Mm-hmm. It says the butter came about in like Greek times. Oh, by the way, fun fact, it just means ox cheese. Butter does? Yeah, let me, I'm so sorry. Butter just means ox cheese? Ox oh yeah, cheese? here we go. Butter comes from uh, the Greek portmanteau, like the two words put together, boturin, which is bous, which is cheese, and taurus, which is cow, boturin, butter. butter. 
Uh, it was first wow. developed. Can you, that's awesome. Can you imagine like the Greeks that came back? So, so um, yeah, we did Buturin and, you know, it was a play on Taurus. And we call it butter down here. <laughs> well, oh. so it's funny you say that because for the longest time, butter was only medicinal. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so it was developed in Africa and the Near East. Again, you're fucking welcome. They just put milk in a sheepskin that they'd sewed up and then they would just push it. Like on like a pinata until it like made butter. And then they would only, it was like basically like a single use thing. Like you'd make just enough butter to use medicinally, but you never stored it. It doesn't store in warm climates, but you know where it does store? In white people's ville up in Northern Europe. And that's where they were like, oh, this butter, like this medicine actually tastes real good. makes everything taste good. And that was when sort of like the really (laughs) primitive ideas of bread met medicinal butter became pastry legalize it <laughs> hashtag legalize it oh the last thing i want you to t- i want to tell you guys because i think this is fun and this is like again it's almost like a little nugget it's almost like a little uh fact bang fact bangs bang that fact thank you <laughs> actually before any of those breads were developed they were making um like crusted things like they're making essentially like beef on crout or like crusted beef in ancient Rome because what they would do is in order to prevent meat from drying out in ovens from being slow roasted they would uh, surround it in like a paste made of flour oil and water and it would make a crust but but like it never occurred to them to eat it so it was they would just put it on there while they cooked it and they would throw it away and eat the meat and it was just sort of like an ancient version of tin foil so if oh you want to be a little bit more sustainable you know what to do the next time you want to save some of your food but also the uh uh like if you think about like the 1950s they put kale on everything but it was just like as a garnish you weren't supposed oh, to eat really? it. Yeah, like it was like in, in oh, all the like yeah. well, it is pretty. Like the butcher shops. It was like, oh yeah, but you don't eat it because it's oh, it's true. tough and it's gross. Well, it is. <laughs> and they figured so, out. Oh man, so new high thought to end things with, and we don't necessarily need to speculate it unless you feel like you uh-huh. know called to. Okay, is a, like what gross thing do we not eat now that we're definitely going to eat as the <gasps> world burns up in the oh. next like fifty years? Insects. Sticks. I've had insect chips. Just, oh yeah, I that one's it. that one's not even that speculative. That's already yeah. happening. Just straight up sticks. Well, uh, Chelsea, I am going to give you. Um, <gasps> I'm going to start off with three points for the high fat because that was great. That was very fun. For that, the high fat? No, the high fact. Like the, oh, the, the, nice. the little. Oh, like, the, I'm sorry, the fact bang? The fact bang, <laughs> and like the way that you framed it that this was just a thought that you had while while smoking legal marijuana. Oh, I'm sorry. So not the fact. I'm so sorry. Not the fact bang. That I'm was gonna, my bad. I'm going to give you two additional points for each fact bang. <gasps> yes. So that's five. Oh and then God. I'm going to give you. Yeah, I'm going to give you four points to bring you up to around nine. Oh. Because I, too, have often wondered how we came up with baking. And right? uh, it was a pleasure to learn about it. Thank you. Oh, my God. I'm, like, touched. My Max. angel. Um, That's you. Fact bang number one. Kind of depressing. Docked one, Ooh, minus one quarter of a point. Oh, minus one quarter of a point. Oh, great. We do love getting into decimals We on this show. want some decimals. Okay. And then, here's the thing. The second fact bang. I liked it so much. I'm going to give it 2.25. Okay. So, we're at. Two. <laughs> <laughs> so for those keeping score at home. Um, and then uh, uh, for this uh, for this journey, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it uh, about a four point. Oh my god! Stop. Eight six six. Great. 
repeating. So it's 6.866 repeating plus nine. So you're on 15.866 repeating. We, we don't know that Thank he you. was done. And, I guess well, Ellie didn't want him to be done. Uh, and then the last <laughs> one is uh, just, uh, you know, for blazing it in a legal state, um, we would... Nobody would ever do that here. It's it's illegal. We would never even. It's eighteen. Let's just call it eighteen. Um, so just for doing the right thing, I'm going to give you a point one seven eight. Oh my god. <laughs> this one is going to be interesting because there are some certain areas of this topic. That I will have to say, uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> can't can't go there. Okay. I'm a painfully white individual. I cannot explain the intricacies of another culture to you. But what I can tell you is that Chinese characters are immortal and will never become ghosts in any Marvel and or Disney movies from now onward. And in also in recent memories. What? Chinese characters, as in like narrative characters. Uh, a narrative character that is Chinese or a person that is played by a Chinese actor. Also, just in general, probably not going to be big on ghost. You're not going to see like ghost ghost in like any big Marvel or Disney movies for the foreseeable future. Okay. Probably ever. Explain. Again. Ghosts so, are so cool. The larger point is that like Marvel and Disney are now trying to get into the Chinese market because the Chinese market as of 2020 will be the biggest film market in the world it will surpass Hell yeah it's surpassing the US for the first time in 2020 wow because there's 1.3 billion people that live there and there's uh, 350 million or whatever that live in America so the whole thing is that for the longest time China was just basically a closed film market you couldn't sell anything over there and then a few years back they essentially started opening it up to uh, to you know international films because a lot of Chinese people are already illegally downloading American films from Hollywood right and even if they were having to do like translations, a lot of like Chinese audiences wouldn't even wait. They would just download the American one with subtitles. Okay. So the thing is, is that Hollywood evolves in very quick cycles for two main reasons, uh, to sell more to more people and to avoid government intervention. Um, the most obvious example of this was the uh, Hayes Code, a period of film in Hollywood mm-hmm. uh, from 1934 to 1968, I believe, which was where Hollywood imposed a Catholic self-censorship upon themselves with very clear guidelines of what content you could make because the American government and suburban communities were getting pissy about how indecent film was. So... (laughs) Well, because before that, movies... I didn't mean to cut you off, I'm sorry. Before that, movies were, like, unrated, right? Yeah, they were getting a little bit too wild. So Hollywood was like, okay, we're just going to take all of the studios... And we're going to make everybody only make content that is moral. So that way, instead of the U.S. government getting involved and telling us what we can make, we will just do it on our own. And and that stayed for, I mean, again, like probably until like 1968. Um, And then, of course, we had the new Hollywood movement, which kind of went the complete opposite direction, Mm -hmm. um, especially when uh, ticket sales started going down during towards the late uh, early 70s or late 70s, early 80s. Whenever you had the grindhouse period where it was just hell yeah, the most indecent <laughs> stuff just to try to get people into the seats. Right. Um, and then also just uh, as technology and narratives uh, evolved, you had like Steven Spielberg, you had all the 
all the people making really complicated subject matter. And then you get into home video, which you're able to make money off of bad shit. Yeah. You can make something that didn't go well, make it do well there. And then you get all the way to today's world where essentially now you can just stream everything and we have mostly saturated America with as many streaming services as it can take. So it's not going to grow at an exponential rate. But what this means is essentially the foreign markets are playing even more of a role. And with China as the biggest one, rather than, you know, get a specific list or something of what they're supposed to do for a Chinese film and then make a Chinese version or a Chinese edit of a film. Right. They're actually just baking it in all up front. Wow. Okay. I don't don't remember when Transformers 3 came out. But um, or Transformers Four because it was filmed oh in Austin. Oh my god! Well, if it's Transformers Four, like that's really <laughs> we all different. remember when Transformers we Four was made. We all remember where we were and we the can moment. We can differentiate between three and four. Like, yeah, oh my they, gosh! One is the moon. <laughs> one is Transformers Four. Transform the moon. Actually, that's Transformers right. Three was Dark Side of the Moon. So Thank how you. dare that's you? That's exactly what I just said. Transformers that's Four was Revenge literally... of the Fallen. I'm guessing. Why do I know that? I, don't I didn't know. even see that Deeply one. Deeply sad. Was that when you were uh, still in your like straight phase? No. Okay. Um, so I think it was probably... <laughs> Even more embarrassing. Probably like 2014, whenever it came out. But the uh, uh, I remember hearing from some people who had worked on it, they were talking about how they had to re-edit a scene because a skyscraper fell on a security guard, but it was a Chinese actor or extra playing the security guard, and right. they had to swap it out for a white dude. Cool. Wow. If you go through and you see a lot of, like, Marvel and Disney's, like, latest stuff, like, the m- most obvious of these being Doctor Strange. Right. Doctor Strange, you know, in the comic book, the... Uh, chosen one? Or the Chosen that? one, yeah. He's a Tibetan monk in the comic book, but, of course, then they had Tilda Swinton, um, oh. AKA Kate Blanchett italicized. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. The Celtic monk. Um, I which can't take credit for it. They took a bunch of flack for that and everybody was getting being real mean until this went, which by the way, you know, don't don't do that. She's an alien. She's, um, <laughs> she didn't know. She doesn't know how, I mean she's a vampire, isn't she? And uh, yes. what we do in the shadows. She was but, also the angel, the archangel Gabriel in uh Constantine. Yeah, also, oh, Tilda. She, uh, <laughs> really this was a real movie. clear example of them basically saying, we don't give two shits if America is pissed off because that movie made $232 million in America, but it made $108 million in Holy China. Holy shit. None too bad. So the, I feel like I've heard a couple things about this over the years, but it never substantiated enough that I wasn't sure if it was if it was really true or just like trolls on the internet and you might not have the answer to either of these things but one is that like you know every once in a while like a really big movie will get released and then somebody will post on twitter hey guys can you believe this this was the poster for this movie in china and it'll be like if there were any actors of color who weren't of asian descent they were like made really small like i think one of them that i remember was like the uh what is the force awakens like the first new star wars movie they had made uh finn's mm. character really small on the poster really? okay which, so which is like bad like on objectively that, on that so this is the weird thing about it okay so the thing is is that the government isn't basically doing it okay the government isn't going to like Disney or Marvel and telling them exactly what to do. You are now relying on the producers and the heads of these studios to have a race to see how scared they can be about 
anything that might offend China, which, oh, which is, is weird. worse. Well, but this is okay. So here's some examples of certain things that did get either edited out or like taken out of a thing. Mission Impossible Three. They took out some footage from its opening sequence because it starts out in Shanghai, and censors believe that the underwear hanging on uh, to dry on clotheslines presented the country in a bad light. So it could be as specific as that, or it could be like World War Z. They said that the zombie outbreak started in China. That was a no. But we also don't know because they, they banned World War Z from going there. But Brad Pitt... Remember back in the day when Tibet was a real hot issue? Yeah. Brad Pitt was real on that one. So they also might have just banned it because Brad Pitt was in it. Right. Fun fact. More things that are banned um, that you can just not have it in your movie if you're selling it to China. Richard Gere. <laughs> absolutely not. That makes sense because he's Period. really good friends with the Dalai Lama, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Winnie the Pooh. What? Yeah, well, fuck that guy, right? Because- Winnie the Whoa. Pooh. Not allowed in there. Um, because uh, Why? People, in mid-2017, um, people started making memes of Xi Jinping <gasps> um, with him. And so they were like, okay, no Winnie the Pooh at all, ever. So what you're saying is that it's not like specifically that the Chinese government, who we know is always just making really cool, good decisions. Yeah. It's not like they're handing over a list. Like, they're not handing over, like, a writer and being like, these are all the things we need to do if you want, like... Like, otherwise, we have, like, an embargo on these types of movies. It's more that American producers and creators are self-censoring yeah. in order to protect the ability to make money in well, China, but which also, is gross. But also, it's not, it's not even just that low pressure, because that just makes it sound like they're just doing it for that. Here's the other thing is that... Money is very high pressure. Well, the money is high pressure, but here's where it gets even crazier. There are only 38 slots for international films each year with the best revenue sharing that China will allow. Only 38 movies that are made outside of China get to air in China with the best revenue sharing deal. Wow. I, I assume there are some other ones, but they're probably not as lucrative. That's yeah. on their government? So, yeah. So, essentially, they only allow 38 films. So, it makes the most financial sense to self-censor if you are Disney or a Marvel and you're spending however much money. Because if, uh, in the case of, like, Avengers Endgame, which, by the way, you know, we all talk about how irritating it is that uh, that gay scene in Avengers Endgame where it was like that blink in two seconds which by the way is just going to be the other it's going to be the norm for gay representation in Marvel and Disney movies because um, gay not allowed men with earrings not allowed men with earrings not allowed kind of gay yeah Um, but so Avengers Endgame made 600 million in the Chinese market whereas in America it made 857 million so that's not far off in terms of parody. By Whoa. George, that's over a billion. Yeah, wow, well, and, and uh, yeah, I think Avengers Endgame made two point seven billion uh, or something wild like that. Here's the it's too much money. Here's a couple of other little crazy things to close it out. This is the wildest one. Okay, Star Wars. China's not a fan. Just in general? Well, to be fair, neither am I. Well, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I am a huge Star Wars fan, but I didn't love... No, uh, China does not have the nostalgia factor with the original Star Wars because at that time, it was banned to watch anything Western. 
So they don't have the New Hope or the original trilogy. They don't have the oh. the thoughts of growing up with so that. Everyone's just like, why does everyone care about this? Why does everyone well, like this? Wolf Warrior Two, which I have not seen, is a Chinese or China's most popular, most uh, highest box office movie. It's a, a Chinese man who is basically going full Rambo in Africa against Western mercenaries and other like corrupt uh, bad people. Wow. Wow. Um, so, yeah. And the the best part about all of it is that it's not going to ever get better. It will <laughs> just keep on going kind of like this because uh, unless American audiences suddenly get a ton more money that they start spending on this stuff, China will surpass American audiences in terms of being a priority. So if you are one of these gigantic companies, then it is in your best interest to just make something that would appeal to them that can at least get through the censors because even if you piss off everybody you know in the fan base or whatever it doesn't matter as long as you can get it through horrifying bad scary it sounds like there was a time in which they were making the movie they wanted to make and then they would do a chinese edit yeah and now what you're saying is that because the chinese market has become so big yeah that it's not even worth doing that anymore now it's just like make the movie for Essentially, make the movie for Chinese tastes. I just, I don't want to. Well, first of all, I, I'm trying to be careful with my words because I'm like, I don't want to try. I don't want to imply that like this is what Chinese audiences necessarily want because, like you said, they've oh, they've been consuming it's, American culture for a long time. There's 1.3 billion people in China. There's right. a vast diversity. Of but people. they are a monolith, and they all want the exact same thing. Yeah, no, it's they're no, not. It's, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get away from. Like, I'm yeah. not trying to make it sound like, and then China wanted this. No, but I'm, but like, yes, like you're saying that like now it's just not worth it to the people trying to make money in America. It's well, it's make the movie to the specifications of what will be allowed to be shown in yeah. China. Don't there make we go. something there that you have to really edit hard around because like like for the the gay scene in Avengers Endgame or in the Star Wars thing, yeah, it's oh just like. That snip, groundbreaking snip. gay scene. You can just do Avengers. a snip, snip there, and then it's done. If it makes money, and it gets through the the gate to China, boom, done. Wow, um, Max, Max, that's depressing. Max, <laughs> it's really weird. Max, let me take you on a journey. <laughs> let me take you on a journey that will result in my score for you for your story. Uh huh. So right off the bat. Oh wait! By the way, I didn't. Oh even God! Say, sorry, I didn't no, even say how it relate, relates ahead. to my thing. Is that um, uh, the other, the most important thing that was just uh, the base level stuff? Obviously, you can't talk about any of the political stuff. But um, uh, the one that I really thought was funny was ghosts are a no no, and you are not allowed to have that. <laughs> no ghosts. Don't even. Don't you dare. Ghost violence, murder, horror, and demons. Don't. Ghost or demons in your plot? Really? No, not allowed. So well, is, Ellie's on board. The thing she hates is, demon stuff. I don't like demons. I have no idea culturally why that is, so I'm gonna have to put the line in the sand there and say I don't understand why it is, but it is very important. Ghost, not a thing. So let me ask wow. you this, and um, let like you will need to have the exact answer, or yeah. or you are racist. So say I wanted, I was a film distributor, and it's 2020, and I want to go to China. And I want to show the 2003 hit film, Michael Keaton Vehicle, Jack Frost, where he is a human father and musician who dies. Mm. Mm. And then one year in the anniversary of his death is uh, becomes a snowman. 
and in a way is kind of a ghost but he's also corporally a snowman there's one scene i think (laughs) at the end where he becomes a man again and he may or may not be semi-transparent there might be a vfx on that but he is mostly a snowman again just like an iconic michael keaton like on par with birdman would that be allowed could i distribute that in china Right now in the year of our Lord 2020. Um, well, the, I mean, like, uh, like apparently Force Ghosts are fine, but I guess they would call them something different. Force so Ghosts? The Star Wars stuff, I don't know, and oh. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. I don't even care. But apparently that was okay. They didn't even really give too much of a shit about Star Wars in the first place. So I think if it's not, like, Ghost Ghost in the classic way so that we all So a snowman ghost. Snowman. I mean, just don't say the word fucking ghost. You no, know, just like, my cool. dad's dead. Now he's a snowman. Well, I mean... Ooh, it's a gray area. But now we that's... can connect through music. It's Again, that's going to be a little but bit of a But he did die and you did see it because for some reason this children's movie about a snowman dad has a brutal death scene. Okay. <laughs> Max, um, I'm yeah. giving you a 6.5. Wow. That's just it? That's it. Just it? No. <laughs> a 6.5 for Bravery. the for spoiling Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> and then a 2 for all your like your side facts about exactly what wasn't allowed cuz I I really liked that train. Oh man, like... the English woman loves rules. Who would have who would have guessed? <laughs> Returning to my journey that was so rudely interrupted. But it was good because we got to talk about Jack Frost, which was important to me. That was um, important. Well, I think I've told you this before, but I'll tell you again. Like, I don't like to talk about it a lot because like, I don't want to be treated differently. But my dad does kind of look like Michael Keaton to the point where sometimes I feel uncomfortable when I watch <sighs> movies with Michael Keaton in it. And also I cried that one time that he was nominated for an Oscar and it like showed him when he didn't win the Oscar and you saw him put his Oscar acceptance speech back in his pocket you saw him put it in his pocket you knew that like he thought he was gonna win the oscar for birdman and like it just really hit me really hard because of how like he looks so much like my dad so anyway this doesn't feel relevant at all (laughs) so all that's to say four points for that for letting me talk about to work through that here Four points Four there. Four points just for that. Okay. However, I do have to take off three points because, like, it was upsetting. Wow. That's one. And that's one. But two points for presentation. <laughs> two points for harmonizing with me on Fact Bang. <laughs> Fact Bang! Bang it. Thank you. <laughs> um... And then here's here's a twist, and here's the journey, right? Uh-oh, oh, uh-oh. God. Ellie's so tired. She's like, please. Yep, carry on. <laughs> okay. Here's the twist, mm. which is that, you know, I think that, like, America's had its time in the sun of dictating, like, what movies and, like, media is going to look like for the rest of the entire world. And even though I'd, I might not necessarily want my content to look the way you're describing it, because I do love Gauss and I love Michael Keaton, and who gays. looks like my dad. And also I'm queer, a queer woman, and I do love a lot of queer people. I like the idea of like America being personified by like a valley girl who's just like, but wait, what about my movie? And it's like, no, Kelly. So, so is that points or <laughs> so that's gonna be three points for that. Okay, wow. So I think we're at an eight. No, what? He's at overall. You're at fourteen point five. How'd you feel? But he was at five, uh, and I gave him three more, so it'd be eight plus my points. <laughs> because I thought you gave him eight point five. All right, fine, sixteen point five. Thank you. Okay, and I'm gonna give myself two <laughs> points 
for having you to listen to Jack Frost. You can't do that. Oh, no, no, I did, because I had to listen to Jack Frost for a long time. Ashley, I will give you that. Okay. So my topic was called, What Die You Believe? Now, every culture has a notion of fighting death, what death looks like, and what you should take with you. Egyptian sarcophaguses had images all over them of what kind of things they thought they would find in the afterlife. In Japan's Kofun period, they found lots of clay horses and houses inside of the uh, burial tombs there. And on the Jaina Island off the coast of Mexico, nice. there have been... <laughs> <laughs> They've found a lot of ceramic people. A lot of cultures have uh, sacrificed humans to try and take with them to the afterlife, including Egypt, West Africa, some cultures of North America, and different Chinese dynasties. But I want to talk about a particularly famous burial horde that I'm pretty sure you guys have heard of. A whore? A burial whore? Horde, with a D. Like a... <laughs> Madam, I don't get it. All right. Like, keep going. I'm going to keep going. Like a big treasure pile? Is this so, the beginning of National Treasure 3? Oh my gosh. Guys, I wish. Like, this is my I don't Achilles heel? I don't know. Like, my friend Beth is obsessed with disaster movies. My thing is, like, adventure, tomb raidery. Give me some puzzles. Give me a quest. Give me the Da Vinci Code. I am here for it. So, it's March 1974, and you are a local farmer digging a well in the Cheyang village... In China, also, <gasps> we're connection, bread spiracy. So, you're digging a well in the wasteland of this Chinese village, about two meters down, or six by six point six feet for you guys. You encounter some unique red soil, some red soil that you've never seen before. And then, on the fifth day of digging, you find a life-sized soldier made of clay, buried with all of his weapons around of him. So, what do you assume? Obviously, it's some sort of pottery god that you found in the in the ground. It's some sort of statue to the pottery god, right? That's what you that's what you're gonna suspect. So you, you call the local department protection of cultural relics because we all have those. We got one. Yeah, uh, and it gets sent away for restoration. And then a journalist comes and covers the restoration of this clay soldier, and then that gets sent to the central government, who start evacuating the area. This is the story of the Terracotta Army. I know about the Terracotta oh, I Army. I love these dudes. I mean, I don't know. Those them. are some I've good bros. It's some solid cool. friends. You've probably seen a picture, or you've done a history topic, or you know about the Terracotta Army in China. If you don't, I'm gonna clue you in on some of the facts. It's pretty wild and so much fun. Okay, so this is the burial tomb of Ying Zhen, who became the king of Qin in China when he was 13. This was in 246 BC. Actually then, he became the first emperor of China because he united the seven kingdoms through lots of wars and pillaging. Hell yeah. So he's better known as Qingqi Huangdi. I probably did a horrible job of that and I'm so sorry, but let's just call him the first emperor of China. This guy, despite like obviously very much a war hero and loved to just go and claim all of these kind of, all these places and unite China, he was only uh, king for 36 years, and during that he actually did a huge amount for China, such oh, as... 36 years? A single system of measurement for the first time. Sweet. A standardized writing script for the first time. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. And a little thing come to be known as the Great Wall of China. Whoa. <gasps> Ooh, that one's so this bad. dude's pretty, uh, pretty big on the Chinese historical books, but he was totally obsessed 
with death. Absolutely obsessed with it. And to the point that he dedicated a huge amount of his life searching, like literally searching for the elixir of life to become immortal. Aww. That was like part of what he did. Did he day. find it? He employed alchemists and like divinators and like people yes. in his court yes. to like go out and find the elixir of life. That was me. Uh, he started building his own mausoleum in the first year of his reign. So this guy was like, I got to know what's on the other side. I need to know what to take with me. And clearly that he decided the best thing for him to take to the afterlife was a whole army so that he could continue to conquer like he'd conquered all of China. Honestly, hell fucking yeah. That's the raddest shit I've ever fucking heard it's, in my life. It's, it's pretty cool. Awesome. So when so they excavate one of China does it, it's cool. But when Nicolas Cage <laughs> buys his own pyramid in New Orleans for his tomb, he's fucking eccentric. When they excavated the area, they found that these uh, the terracotta army is split across four rooms. Room one has 6,000 warriors who weigh over 200 pounds each. Room two had 130 chariots and 600 horses. Room three was full of the high command of the army. And then room four was a load of unfinished soldiers, meaning there was probably meant to be a bunch more. So, but all of these were terracotta. All of these are made up of terracotta, which otherwise known as baked earth, which is just this red clay. Yeah. Uh, there wow. were also chambers that had musicians, acrobats, a whole labor force, a whole load of government workers, some exotic animals. Like this guy was pretty set on bringing everything he could with him to the afterlife in clay form. Were there people inside of it? No, there were not. No. So, okay. uh, so these cultures <laughs> that I talked about before used to like take like sacrifice humans to literally take with them to the afterlife. Like they would kill yeah, slaves basically to be like, hey, come with me. Um, no, these. So these were made. These were built. They believed by um, a total of 720,000 laborers. They were all artisans who individually molded each and every body part. So every single, they're not from a mold. Every single one is different. So fucking cool. Every single one is unique and handmade. They are, they're in different rankings, so they have different uniforms, different weapons. They have different hairstyles, different expressions. They have each have unique ears and features. Okay, to be clear, ears, if I am going to... Specifically? Yeah. If I am going to go into the afterlife and I do get to choose if. the ranks of my, my army... Mm-hmm. probably just be like make them all five stars you know like, make them all real real good <laughs> make them all hotties make them all hot and make them all really good at fighting here's a question <laughs> really, and by the way really good at, just a little badge that says I am really good at fighting and also by the way I just want all of my army to have unicorn horns oh they're really well, good at fighting here's a question yeah. you get to bring three people living or dead you just have to make a little terracotta version of them and you get to bring them into your afterlife oh. who who you terracotting who are you like? Who are you gonna terracotta? Yeah. Who are you gonna terracotta? Who got terracotta? Living or dead? So let's and like let's just to make it like simple. You know, you don't need to include like your significant other, immediate family, because like those are understood to be in your okay. life. Uh, cheese bowl. <laughs> sure. And you too. Oh. Uh, obviously, no. Uh, Jesus, baby Jesus. <laughs> And future return to Earth, Jesus. Boom! Wow, man. Got all three. You win. Now, you whenever three. I whenever I go into heaven area, okay, heaven area, heaven guess place? what? I've got my own. I got my own J man. You yes. really missed an opportunity to do Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. No, nope. go ahead. Nope. Just want just want to make sure. Just, just <laughs> you know, this you. one's getting too old. Oh my we god, got baby me? one growing up. Well, I don't have to do Mamba because he is my son. So he's my immediate family, and that yeah. makes sense because of how I like carried him in my body sure 
for as long as it takes to uh, gestate a cat. Um, so I would definitely like obviously take you to the one of them. And Rihanna. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. Um, so these little dudes, these 6,000 men were all also, and this is like a common thing about ancient, real ancient stuff, is that they were all originally hand-painted. All that paint is now baked off. Yeah, yeah. But Aww. they were originally hand-painted. A lot of things, like uh, the Parthenon, the entire Parthenon yeah. in, in Athens was like real gaudy, like painted like bright blue and gold. And like now all that stuff is like, all the paint goes first. So like we think they made them all like... White. White. Or terrible. Like they, they were very chic. They were painted. Now, I'm going to finish with my favorite part of this story. It makes me want to be Nicolas Cage so bad so that I can like... Go do it. Don't we all? So the actual resting place of the first emperor of China is about a mile away from the terracotta army. And it's never been excavated. It's never been opened. No one has been in there. Because to expose it to the elements, yeah, it would damage the contents immediately. Oh. Rumored to be inside are palaces. Hell yeah. Massive gems, like priceless stones, loads of artifacts, and then, which they found on a scroll, rivers of mercury and mountains of bronze. <gasps> but no one has ever found, they have not yet found a safe way to get in there and see what's inside, so it remains hidden underground. Okay. Have they thought about sending me, because I'm very small. I will say, Ellie, um, this National Treasure 3 um, is not gonna be able to be sold in China. Damn it. Because I really don't think you, yeah, yeah. Riv- like rivers of mercury and mountains of bronze. I think I'm gonna dream about that. Right? It think, sounds so gorgeous. Doesn't that sound so like smog? I just want to see what those palaces. I just want to see a drawing of it. Like. I want to get in there. I want to fund a mission. I want to get in there, and then I want to get into the explorers club, and then I want to do like, that as a job. Why don't you wear like a little outfit, like a little like, you know More what I mean? Like like cover outfit. yourself in. Well, no, I mean like cover yourself in plastic so she can't like get her like skin oil on stuff. I mean, I feel like they would have thought of that, right? Put yourself it's in a plastic that, bag and then just go down a tube into there. It's not about damaging the people. It's that, like, if you, oh, like, and bring air. Yeah, bringing air in there will, like, fuck everything immediately, apparently. Well, good news, Earth probably won't have air in, in a while. That's true. Pretty good. Then it won't, then they'll, yeah, I don't think it'll be on top of anyone's list to go excavate the tomb of the first emperor of China. But I think it would be really cool. Well, Ellie, I feel like you revealed your truth to us. Yeah. And I, I respect that bravery. Thank yeah. you. I'm going to start with... Four points for that. Thank you. And then I'm going to add, on top of that, and this is crazy. <laughs> Sorry. But I'm going to add another four points for the amount of studying I can tell you did. Thank you. Uh, and the fact that you rewrote it all in your journal. Yeah. Uh, which was nerdy, and I am tempted to take a point off for that, but it's okay. I'm going to leave it. Uh, and then finally, I'm going to give you two points because I think, I know this wasn't intentional, but, like, your story gave a good counterbalance to Max's. Like, Max was, was about China, but it was modern, and it was about, in some ways, like, censorship or, like, control of narrative and story. And yours was a beautiful story about Chinese history. So, like, they felt, like, really well-balanced. Cool. And then mine was just high thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> that I was actually stone-cold sober when I thought, but, you know, I do recognize it's 100% a high thought. But maybe the first bread came from ancient China. Well, I mean, I don't think it did, but like, that is <laughs> no, a beautiful but... thought. <laughs> but no one fucking knows, apparently. Max, what are my points? Is this? Well, what are you at right now? Currently on your points? She's at ten. Wow. 
But you can't base your points off of how many points she already has. Negative 50. <laughs> now oh, beans. Oh, beans. Oh, beans. Oh, no, um, no, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say um you know, we had a lot of fun with the decibels. Uh, me and Chelsea had a lot of fun together. It is together. decimal. I need to know that you know that, no, right? I know that I said decibels, but I also <laughs> okay. meant decimals and okay. decimals. I just need me to know Chelsea that you know that it's a talking. decimal. We had a lot of fun going back and forth. We really gave it to each other. Um, you know, no. we, we did a bunch of interesting stuff here. You know what? I'm going to keep it uh, uh, just kind of straight, solid, sweet. Just like you. Just like me. And uh, just like your story was. Ten. <gasps> Oh my god. Oh my god. Two perfect tens. Twenty points. Thank you guys. Call oh. it the non ghost of Hugh Hefner. The points in this show are ag- perfect tens. The points in this show aggregate. Uh so I don't know where we're at, but we'll we'll give you a refresh. Oh we it'll are be at, on social. Oh it'll be wait, on social. So they keep they keep for the next one. Uh ten point two one eight. Great. Shut. Up. That's official. No, it's no because you already official. you, you already slid your paper across that table, buddy. You already get no. We a hundred percent can. Okay. You paused for so long before you said it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of What. I hope you learned something today. If it was about ancient China, if it was about modern day China, if it was about baking, go and uh, go on and teach someone else the things that you learned tonight. Max, where can people find you? You can find me at Max J Cookie on Instagram or Max Cookie on Twitter, and I'm posting about stuff sometimes. Sometimes about cows. Sometimes about my thoughts. You should check out Bastrop Cattle Company if you live in the Texas area and you want some delicious beef but or only, bone broth. But only there. But only there. You can find me at Ellie Main on Instagram and at Ellie Maney on Twitter. And you can find this podcast at WhatPod, that's W-U-T-P-O-D, on Instagram and Twitter and Chelsea. And I always get a little bit nervous. People won't know. So when she says Ellie Maney, it's M-A-I-N-E-Y. Oh, thank you. I don't know. I just like get anxious about it. Um, I get scared about it too. Uh, the one cool thing about having a fun ethnic name that nobody else has is that, uh, well, actually, the one fun thing about having a white person first name and a very ethnic last name because of uh, assimilation is that nobody else has those accounts ever. So I am at Chelsea Harfouche on every platform. Thank you guys for joining us. Join us next time. And uh, if you could give us a review on iTunes, that would be super helpful. Uh, just help the, get the word out about this new podcast. Um, and as you can see, we are starting things off. We're trying our best. So um, be cute. Be sweet. Help us out. Much love. Be cute, be sweet, be honest, and be kind. Love, peace, and bacon grease. Nope.